Welcome to 7-Minute Torah, an exploration of the weekly Torah portion with me, Rabbi Micah Streifer. If you enjoy this podcast, please feel free to subscribe or comment or share it with a friend. Shabbat Shalom. One of the very central teachings of Judaism is gratitude. It's traditional that when you wake up in the morning, the very first thing you should do before eating or checking your email or getting dressed is to say thanks. I am thankful before you, O God, for returning my soul to me, for giving me one more day of life. There's a traditional set of blessings we say in the morning that are referred to as nisim b'chol yom, the blessings for the miracles that are with us every day. And there are things you might not think of as miracles, things like opening your eyes in the morning, things like getting dressed, taking steps, stretching your body. These, Judaism tells us, are miracles, because every moment has the potential to be a miracle. That idea gets its start in this week's Torah portion. It's called Tzav, and we are smack in the middle of Leviticus, smack in the middle of all these priestly matters. This Torah portion is basically an instruction book for the priests. It gives a listing of and a description of each of the ancient types of sacrifice that were performed in the temple. The Olah, the burnt offering, the Mincha, the daily grain offering, the Chatat and Asham, which have to do with sin and reparations for sin. And then it goes into a series of offerings that are known as Zevach Shlamim, the sacrifice of well-being or peace from the word Shalom. And there are several kinds. The Todah, which is a thanksgiving offering. The Neder, which is the votive or vow offering. And the Nedava, a freewill offering for generally saying thanks or things that you want to say to God. Each of these covers a different circumstance having to do with thanksgiving. The neder or vow offering probably is the hardest for us to relate to. Most of us are not giving the kinds of religious vows that people might have given in ancient times. But the Todah, the Thanksgiving offering, might be one that can relate to our lives. We learn in the Talmud that it is specifically for four different situations. It says, seafarers, those who walk through the desert, those who were ill and recovered, and those who were in prison and went out are required to bring this Thanksgiving offering. In other words, this is an offering for someone who went through an ordeal and recovered from it. Whether it be a sickness or an incarceration or some kind of journey that presented danger as journeys often did in the pre-modern world. We can all relate to that sense of relief and gratitude after you've come through something difficult, whether it be a physical journey or the emotional journeys that our lives take us on. We can all understand the impulse to give thanks. The way people did that in the ancient world was to offer a sacrifice. By the way, that tradition has a descendant to this day in the form of what's called Birkat HaGomel, the blessing that's traditionally recited in the sanctuary by a person who's come through an ordeal, which essentially thanks God for blessing us with goodness, whether we deserved it or not. And it's recited in the presence of the community, which I think, by the way, is part of the point here. The rabbis note that the Todah, the offering of thanks, has a particular requirement that several of the others don't have. The meat of that offering is required to be eaten on the day of the sacrifice. It says, Lo ad boker. None of it shall be set aside until morning. In other words, you're not allowed to have leftovers from this sacrifice. Now that's a strange requirement and the commentators want to know why. 
Abravanel, one of the early commentators, suggests that if the meat is required to be eaten in a single day, then the owner will be more likely to invite more people to share it, which becomes an opportunity to celebrate together with more people, to share thanks, to tell the story, to build community, to build connection with each other. So once again, what sits at the center of this is the idea that we share thanks in community. Now that's a difficult thought this particular week. We're about to celebrate Pesach, and it's going to be hard for many of us to celebrate with the people that we love. During this time of social distancing, we'll be much more likely to celebrate our seders in small groups, family units, a few people around a table, rather than the multi-generational gatherings that some of us are used to. We'll be able to call our friends and family. We'll be able to check in to see them over Skype and Zoom, but we're not likely to see them around our Seder tables. So instead of those large gatherings that sometimes feel like the exodus itself, so many people in a room eating and celebrating the noise, instead, we're going to have to look for the miracles in the small gathering, the miracles in the everyday, the nisim, the chol yom. Although we don't offer sacrifices today, we still live lives surrounded by miracles. Many of those miracles take the form of the people that we love, people that we may or may not be able to see this year at Seder. And some of those miracles are found in the ordinary moments of our lives, opening your eyes in the morning, reading a book with a child, a FaceTime conversation with somebody who matters to you, taking a walk on a spring day. This week, as we celebrate what may be Judaism's oldest holiday, may we take the opportunity to connect with the generations who came before us, who also felt themselves surrounded by the good and the miraculous. May we reach out to the people that we love, whether in person or virtually. And may we look for the chances to recognize the miracles that surround us every day, every moment of our lives. Shabbat Shalom and Chag Sameach. May it be a wonderful and celebratory Passover season.